You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate all you do for the veterinary profession. Well, thank you, Dr. Tomlinson. We're really happy to welcome everybody to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast. And today we're going to talk to Dr. Mike Tomlinson, who's a DVM and an MBA about professional pricing. And I'm your host, Kim Brown. I'm the editor of Equimanagement. And I want to tell you a little about Dr. Tomlinson. He's the owner of Tomlinson Equine, which is a referral practice limited to Olympic and pre-Olympic horses with an emphasis on longevity and performance in the jumping, dressage, eventing, vaulting, and endurance disciplines. Dr. Tomlinson is a past president of the Horses and Humans Research Foundation, a past president of the American Endurance Ride Conference, and a past vice president of the U.S. Equestrian Federation. He served as the president of the USCF Veterinary Commission, number one, for the 2018 World Equestrian Games. He also is a course director for the FEI, and he teaches both endurance and veterinary courses, which FEI official veterinarians must attend to keep their status. So last year, for those of you who are familiar with our podcast and listened to us for a while, in June, we had a great chat on this podcast with Dr. Tomlinson about leveraging your veterinary team. And if you didn't listen to that one, we you can go back and hear it on any of your favorite podcast networks, or you can go to equimanagement.com and find it. So this time, we're going to focus on pricing in your practice, which gives most veterinarians the shivers and makes them want to run and go do rectal palpations. So first, I want to ask, why do you advise veterinarians to not raise rates across the board? Raising rates across the board, while people understand it in times of great inflation, such as right now, generally they look at it as a a money grab because everything's going up all at once and they know that costs don't go up all at once. Uh, It is much more difficult but much better to look at each item and try to see what you feel is the perceived intrinsic value to the client. And yes, that takes a lot of time, but if you say everything went up 5%, uh, nobody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to see something wrong. Yeah, that's probably true. So what is perceived value? What does that mean with your clients? Well, the, the greatest thing with perceived value depends on how you have educated your clients. And most clients today are being educated primarily by marketing from Amazon, Walmart, Value Vet, et cetera, who are low cost leaders. They put a very inexpensive product out in front of them and say, this is value. If you come along and bring them the same product for more, you do not have perceived value. And that really leads me to the most important thing that I could say to most veterinarians about pricing. You are not Walmart. 
<laughs> you cannot <laughs> sell these things at the rate they can. They can buy pallets and pallets of wormer. You cannot. So don't compete with them. However, you are a professional. They cannot compete with you. So do what you're good at, what you're trained for, and sell your time, experience, and knowledge. Go ahead and sell the products, but you shouldn't be making a lot of your money from them. Pennies here and there is fine, but the only way you're going to get ahead is selling your time, experience, knowledge, and not products exclusively. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. Care Credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple, budget friendly financing options. By bridging the gap between cost and care, Care Credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients. It can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed. So tell me maybe what a conversation like that might look like um, if you're if you're going in and you're you're basically saying I'm selling a professional service. Compare that or tell me how you talk to a client like that. Well, uh, let's take an example of uh, a vaccine. You can purchase that. They can purchase that. Yeah, you can get a little cheaper, but not enough for a good markup. Uh, when they purchase it, they walk out to the barn, they give it to the horse, and their horse is now vaccinated. Everything's wonderful. When you do that, the same thing. The part of it that you need to educate your clients about, it's that you're also examining the horse. You are also looking at the feed. They're asking you about, oh, should I be feeding this type of hay or that type of hay? What do you think about this grain? What, what about this supplement? Should I get this supplement? These are the things that the feed store, well, they can help with supplements or things like that, or I don't know if I'd say help with, they can provide <laughs> sell for. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, those are the things, the exam on the animal is what no feed store can do, no Walmart, no Amazon can do. Those are the things that you can charge for that nobody else can. Almost every horse owner is extremely good at comparing prices. And when they can buy it for $12.95 and you charge them 14 bucks. They don't say anything. But if they can buy it for $12.95 and you charge them 35 bucks, they're not going to do that again. Yeah. So compare yourself with professionals, not with Walmart. And you're more like an attorney than you are a, a retail okay. store. Yeah, exactly. And so and that is why we have so few equine vets these days is because we've always been more like a retail store. And times have changed. Most of us old codgers haven't. 
We have to change to bill for our time, not for the product. Yeah. And I, I remember those days when your, your vets came and they gave themselves away and charged you extra for the products. Yes. Yes. And what has happened, uh, if you go in and try and have your, your, your dog's teeth cleaned, you're going to be totally surprised at the price which your dog costs you because you go, man, I should double my fees. And you know what? You should. <laughs> <laughs> Equine practitioners have been the, the uh, most economical thing in the entire equestrian market. And horse vets have to learn to raise their fees or else we're going to be a, a, a species that will never be there again. Yeah, and we're already, I mean, in the market having problems trying to find veterinarians to, to do services. And we're talking about the professional services that only a vet can do. Right. And those are what, to get back to pricing, those are what you should charge for. My philosophy is a ch- I charge a, in my brain, a price per hour. And that includes when I'm sitting there having coffee with them, that includes when I'm talking to them about their, their new puppies and everything else. How long did it take me to do that visit? And that is my professional fee. And then any other things, if I dispensed a probiotic and a, you know three other things, those I charge the price that they can get it through Amazon, Valley Vet, or one of those others. But my fee for my services is at my rates. And if I'm there for a half an hour, I charge for a half an hour. And you can itemize it any way you want, but it's a professional fee. And I think that's, that's the whole point of what you're trying to say. Veterinarians are professionals. They have spent a lot of time and money and uh, years gaining their experience. And they are professionals and they should be paid and treated as professionals. Yeah. Many people have software, many veterinarians have software systems that encourage them to nickel and dime and just itemize everything. And while the human medical does that, and that's where they learned how to do it, that's because insurance pays pennies on the dollar for everything. And they have to nickel and dime the insurance companies. We don't. We're charging a person for their after-tax cash. It's very, very different. And... They feel it when they get an invoice. And, uh, you know, I often think, oh, well, these guys are so rich, they'd never look at it. Believe me, I don't care if you're worth billions of dollars. They check out every invoice. (laughs) So uh, make sure your invoice says what you want it to. Your invoice is the lasting impression that they get from you. It should be very professional. 
it should say exactly what you found. It does not have to have all the medical records in it, but it does need to be very professional. Say that you charge for professional services and the stuff you handed to them was not marked up through the nose. <laughs> That's a good point. That's what they remember. Well, and that's uh, that's important. And that's kind of part of your communication and what you talked about at the very beginning, your education of the clients is that it's not that you're going to make a lot of money on a vaccine or a probiotic or an antibiotic. It's that you made the diagnosis. You're overseeing the treatment. You are charging for that expertise. Yes. And I can tell you that Every state board in the U.S. and actually in the world will back you up on that. You are a professional. Nobody else can do what you do. You are licensed. You must go to continuing education. Your costs are through the nose, but you can buy things at the same price they can. Don't, don't fool yourself. It's not worth twice as much because you handed it to them. <laughs> so. How can a veterinarian set proper financial expectations, keeping all of this in mind? And that kind of goes back to the way I price my services. I know how many hours there are in the day. I know how many I actually end up billing. And as you say, like an attorney, you have to know how many billable hours you have in a day. Divide it out, and you will know how much you will make in a day. And your expectations should be set by math. So many hours, so much rate, that's how much you're going to make. No more, no less. And when you bill like that, then no surprises for you, no surprises for them, and everybody goes home happy. No surprises is always good for clients. Yeah. And is there anything else that, that you would like to say? I know I've, I promised I would keep this a little short today, but I, I just think this is such an important message. Yeah. Um, I deal with state licensing boards all over the world, and they want to make certain that you are not prescribing for animals you haven't seen. They want to make sure that you do your continuing education and they want to make sure that you continue in practice because you charge adequately for your professional services. And that's a key that the first two we know and we've done. The third one's the hard one. Yeah. That's true. And owners should want that, too. I mean, so should veterinarians, but owners are starting to realize that unless they support and are willing to pay, I mean, you go to the dentist and you don't argue over how much your cavity costs to get fixed. I mean, that's what it that's what it is. Whether you have insurance or not, that's what it is. <laughs> yep. Equine owners are learning all too quickly these days that there are fewer and fewer and fewer equine vets out there. And the primary reason 
in addition to working 24-7, being on call all the time, et cetera, having no life, uh, the other reason is not only do you not have a life, you don't get paid for it. So if we can change those two things, we'll have a lot more equine vets and the horse owners and the horses will be much happier. I totally agree with you, Dr. Tomlinson. And thank you so much for coming in and joining us today on the Business of Practice podcast. And a big thanks to our sponsor, Care Credit. And we invite our listeners to visit equimanagement.com or your favorite podcast network to hear every episode of the Business of Practice. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can send an email to me at kbrown at equinenetwork.com. That's the letter K Brown at equinenetwork.com. The Business of Practice podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network, LLC. Thank you.